Hello everyone, welcome to Tech Careers in the New, the new podcast series presented by Accenture. I'm your host, Shiladitya Mukhopadhyay. In this podcast series, we'll get you the latest and greatest in the world of technology that's shaping the future of business as we know it. We're talking intelligent platforms, cloud, AI, blockchain, extended reality, and a whole lot more. Every fortnight on Wednesdays, we'll have for you a hot topic with expert speakers from Accenture talking about top trends in the space, how these are changing the world and creating growth across industries. And more importantly, we'll tell you how you can learn more, build your skills and expertise to grow and stay relevant in your career. So today we're here to discuss about cybersecurity. Cybersecurity as a broad topic or a, I mean a whole sector of technology in general has been quite hot for a long time now. It's been something which we have seen in movies. It's been something which we have uh, seen in real world incidents worldwide of, uh, you know, uh, threats to your cyber data. What we're going to talk about, of course, is how this entire domain has evolved over time, how systems have become smarter, at the same time, how hackers have become smarter, how real-world applications of cybersecurity are so important because they protect the most important of uh, data centers and information worldwide, right? As the world gets more connected, I think cybersecurity only grows in its importance. And that's what we are here to find out. And of course, learn more about what it takes to be uh, a professional in this space and what it takes to find out about the kind of careers you can have in this space. So we are here today with Muthuraja Shankar, the director of the Accenture Cyber Fusion Center in Bangalore. He leads the delivery of cyber services across consulting, implementation, and managed security services at Accenture. I'm also joined by Satish Janardhan, Managing Director at Accenture, who leads the application security practice and is a member of Accenture's global security leadership team. All right, welcome to our show. Uh, thank you for being here, uh, Satish and Muthu. We are here to talk about a very interesting topic today, uh, which actually has so many definitions and so many meanings uh, across time and across, across different domains, uh, which is security or specifically maybe cybersecurity or digital security. So why don't you uh, give us a little background on yourself and the kind of role uh, you play and of course, how how you came to be uh, in this path, uh, Mutu, why don't we start with you? Absolutely. Thank you for that introduction, Lovely. And uh, it's absolutely a passionate subject across the globe now. So my name is Mutu. So I'm responsible to run all the cybersecurity work we do for our clients. That's across consulting, implementation and the managed services, which we will, throughout the show, we'll talk about uh, what that means to all of us and people uh, listening into. So as such, my career goes, I've been in the IT industry specifically last 23 years, been a security professional 18 years, but I have seen a clear change in the last few years as the businesses transforming uh, digital way of doing things across the industries, whether it's a retail industry, as we have been seeing e-commerce that's coming in uh, with the touch phones and that coming in, clearly everything is appified these days, if you look at that. right? So that clearly, so my career has been uh, being starting with the desktop engineer, then being in the network, then slowly getting into the network security. That's when 18 years back, I got passionate about when we spoke 
spoke about the traditional firewalls. Then from then, it only got uh, better and better every day. And it is never a dull day in my, in my job. It's absolutely fascinating. Uh, when you say dull, it's, it's never a dull day. It's also about uh, when you get to learn something new every day. It's absolutely exciting. So the career has been really good. And as it also gives an opportunity to uh, do a deep learning in most of the areas, cybersecurity again, or any security for that matter, it touches all the human lives and across the business value chain. So throughout the uh, show, we'll talk about what, what do I mean by value chain as well. And Satish, you've actually had a little different background from that. Uh, of how you got into it. Why don't you tell us? Yeah, thanks, Sheila. I started life as a programmer. They yeah. call it developer these days. I worked my way through manufacturing industry in consumer electronics for a few years. I did a decade and a half in financial services, in banking specifically. And as a core IT person, I was exposed to cyber risk, financial crime, related investigation, and uh, cryptography, as well as working with regulators like Singapore Monetary Authority, the RBI, HKMA, and the Saudi Arabian Monetary Agency, all in connection with securing their financial transactions. That's what brought me into security as a subject. And uh, in my time with the firm, I have had the privilege of running the application security practice globally, and more recently, helping with securing the cloud. Wow. So... These both of you gentlemen are giving me such a diverse background of how you've arrived here uh, in play the respective roles you have today. But somehow, I going back to the original theme, these things today are so blended that we don't see a clear distinction between, uh, you know, physical, practical security in our day-to-day lives and the digital world. So how, how did this come about and what do you think, uh, what is the state of the art today? How would you define it? While not touching technology for the moment, society has gone through having to protect the tangible to arriving at a stage where you have to protect the intangible. Mm-hmm. Assets these days cannot be touched or, or locked up. You know, it's information, it's proprietary uh, data, it's the IP privileges, it's uh, streaming video or content which is which can be licensed and resold, that puts a whole different dimension on how you protect all that from unauthorized access, from copying and illegally uh, duplicating or reselling that, and so on. There is also the dimension of protecting systems in the world that they must survive in. We, we have... Uh, a focus on building resilient systems. If I were to look at a perfect world, we should be able to design and, and implement systems which look after themselves. Yeah. Yeah. In, in not too distant a future, I would expect that systems will be resilient enough to heal themselves from an unexpected and unwarranted transaction which they don't recognize. No. That's why the field of cybersecurity application security, the whole nuance of creating secure applications is is so relevant, so important, and so sought after. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's how I see it. Mutu? Absolutely. I think more and more uh, spot on uh, Satish there. More and more we see that I think data is becoming the gold mine. We see that anything about an individual, anything about businesses as more and more digital and individuals getting into social media and engine, everywhere the information is available. 
So information is the gold mine now. So what are the hackers after, or what are the hackers after the against the governments, against its people? It's pretty much becoming an industry. It's almost like a war. If you look at the World Economic Forum recent study, the cyber has become the third world largest threat for the people today. Yeah. That is a significant uh, change in you know from a national disaster to others that used to be the top ten. It's clearly have landscape have completely changed. So while I think technology is helping us to live better life, it also comes with the cost, and that's yeah. where we are talking about today about how that really changes from a cyber perspective for us as a humans. Leave away the business, obviously business, but each individual as an individual, we all are impacted. So how does this uh, how does this actually come about today? What are the could you give us some examples of the cutting edge stuff which uh, you uh, here as a practice is being done, or uh, you know the kind of practical applications which we see or maybe we don't see are, and are happening in the background? Well, that's that's a great way to get into the next uh, segment of what we we are doing and how this is coming relevant, right? Let's take two examples to be realistic, right? Retailers or the you know companies you go and shop in the brick and mortar, which is now it's all the Amazons and the Flipkarts of the world in India, which is really an e-commerce and how that is uh, the the shopping experience have gone to the uh, the digital way, but there are still businesses run brick and mortar. So what we call as a value chain security. When we look at a business, we like to look at what is an end-to-end cyber security needs that need to be looked at. Right? If you look at a, a retailer, even a where we go and purchase, you swipe your credit card, you get a bill, what we call as a point of sale. So that gets impacted. The reason, what are the threats are on that? It's clearly people are behind, your credit card information is there, swiped in, so I want to get that. In a store, if I can get a a, a 10,000 credit cards in in an hour, and that information, I can use it for malicious purpose. That's where, so that's where we call us in value chain based security. If I take a, an, another example, let's say oil and gas companies, we probably know that what we know, you take a car, a bike, you go and fill your gases in that. That's what you know about, right? But then look at from an enterprise perspective, oil and gas companies are much more worried about their, what we call as a upstream systems, where you pull the oil out from the ground, crude oil. That is again being attacked. So if you look at that, that's how we look at a value chain end-to-end cybersecurity. Why I'm saying that actually gives a tremendous opportunity people across the industry. It not necessarily have to be that you're born as a cybersecurity person or you started as a day one as a cybersecurity. We do need skills that people understand a particular industry, how a bank operate, how an insurance business operate, or how an oil and gas company or a retailer, as you move into digital, what changes that happens to the business, that highly is relevant today about understanding the business. It is no more a technology-specific solution. It is really about businesses struggling to keep up with the uh, pace of the changes that is happening in the world and also being relevant for being staying alive in their industry, respective industry. Yeah. In fact, this brings me to a point where we uh, one of the things which have happened, uh, I think, is, and I see how it's relevant here, when you said, as a security professional today, you actually have to know how the business also operates because after all, there are humans on the other side who are using these platforms and all the aspects of it. Coming to the real world or rather the common man's world today, we all carry around a smartphone with us. We all have digital identities and so much information of ours on online. It's popularly known now that there's a way, you call it social engineering, right? Where you can actually break into a person's life or, you know, so many of their digital assets by just re-engineering elements from their 
footprints they've left across uh, in cyberspace. So how does that also come into the uh, realm of solving for that? How do you how do you counter against such things? It's that's an interesting one. While part of that conversation is about the common man, you and I on the street, and all of the attributes and all of the data sets about me and about you, which is easily available for someone who knows where to look. Yes. As a consequence of proliferating identity theft and social engineering-based data theft and leading to financial crime, regulators across countries now have very stringent guidelines on what a business must do to secure their customers' data. And typically, every industry has sanctions by way of penalties, by way of loss of license, etc., if a business fails to meet the minimum expectations. Some geographies like the European Union and North America are far more stringent, but many countries are emulating those regulations. That then brings you full circle to what an enterprise leader, a business leader, a CEO, or a set of board members have to worry about as part of their fiduciary responsibility. That trickles down, not an IT problem anymore, not just an IT problem yeah. anymore. A board member expects his chief compliance officer, his chief risk officer, and his business leaders to be aware of the threats, to model the threats and superimpose them on a product before the product is put out to market, and to take enough precaution to be able to give what is, by all means and purposes, established a secure product. Failure to do so, he is risking shareholder value. Yeah. Right? That's how serious it is. And that is the extent of the focus on talent in this area. And that's the extent of focus on the execution in this area. A combination leaves you with what I consider amongst the fastest growing business opportunities and career opportunities in the digital world. That's, yeah. that's how impactful it is. Yeah, and... Uh... And like you said, it's the background for someone uh, with a career path in this in this field. Of course, it's not just a technologist. It's not just someone who can who is a developer, uh, but also someone who is aware, who's able to build build uh, scenarios and practices, and I would say solutions to all of the various aspects of protecting whatever is the asset that you're trying to protect as part of the organization. Is there? A, could you help us with some uh, examples of uh, scenarios which you have personally seen evolve or have been involved in where you've developed a practice which involves, of course, a blend of security across aspects? Yeah, well, I mean, look, clients expect us to be their trusted partner in their journey through the digital business world. They have been, for a recent instance, as recent as about nine or 10 months ago, is a very large multi-geography retailer who woke up one morning realizing that tens of thousands of his loyalty card holders have been hacked. Now, unfortunate, they could contain the headlines because it wasn't real money. It was loyalty program-based bonus card money. We were called in and fortunately, we weren't responsible for the breach. Hmm. We were more 
the trusted partner who was invited to take a look at how to remedy their breach, how to secure their platforms, and how to reassure their their customer base that things were good enough. Was that one person's one point of failure fault? Really, no. Without uh, going into the specifics of the client's identity or the exact uh, way in which they were hacked, it was a combination of a network breach, marginally carelessly kept server, and a set of access breaches or identity breaches which allowed collusion between insiders and outsiders to walk away with the privileges they needed to carry out that crime. Wow. Now, this sounds easy. It took weeks to identify it and months to fix it. And that's the kind of involvement, focus and dedication that our clients expect us to bring. We bring that. We bring that and more. That's the kind of excitement in this field. And that's the kind of reward at the end of uh, a working day to go home in the belief that you uh, beat the bad guy. Yeah. And, and that's, I guess, the allure of uh, the domain, right? What, what's, the, the, what's the future in the kind of skills one would need uh, apart from the ones which you mentioned here like even from a from a tech perspective if i were to go ask a little deeper like what are the kind of systems today which uh, one would have to be conversant with uh, to be a strong player in this space yeah, you know again having said that that's again a great question to where do i start or what do i need right some things won't change. The basics won't change. The networks are going to be network, which is some of the things about how do you understand network, like and how a TCP IP protocol that is going to work. That is not going to change. Right. But what is changing is as the business is transforming, there are a couple of things that is impacting how we look at uh, the risks from a cyber perspective across business and across uh, people across the globe. Right. One is clearly about identities. Identity theft that yeah. can happen as we more and more identities are being visible across and sharing across the platform across countries that is becoming very relevant. Second is business is transforming to the cloud from a, a traditional data center model, you're moving to the cloud. So why it is important and relevant, you're going to keep your business's data and personally identifiable information data into the cloud. And the third is a lot more of this technological advancement also making uh, traditional skills probably going to be an absolute in, in, in few years to come, right? The automation is coming, what we call as an AI, artificial intelligence, or in Accenture, we like to call this an applied intelligence that is going to come in automation. That's all going to clearly analytics, automation, and AI, AAA is what we call, all are becoming relevant. So from a skills perspective, I think more than ever, people with uh, what Satish interestingly put from a programmer, what's so-called now developers. So that skills are becoming absolutely uh, relevant as well. People knowing about coding because more and more infrastructure is becoming as a code. There are networks becoming as a software defined network. So there's more and more advancement as from a technology perspective of so the clear change. Right. So I was reading an interesting article a couple of weeks back about, but does that change anything as a, an individual? If I need to get into a, a, a an area where which is growing uh, multifold every year, the basics still don't change. Some of the recommendations I would give uh, from my experience is clearly about one is if you're starting as a fresher, it is good. Directly getting into cybersecurity, it's a good and bad as well, right? So there are 
people who can come as an entry level and start learning things. The great opportunities for the people who have learned the uh, rest of the IT system, whether they have been a developer or been in the managing network or servers, data center operating system, that gives a wider and a quicker, deeper integration into the cybersecurity. But again, it's all about reading, continue to read and get deeper in some of the area. And it's a vast area. There isn't a single advice I would give, go and learn this one, two, three things, you will become an expert. Right. And once you learn, it doesn't stop. This yeah. is for people who have an ability and want to be continued learning path and be relevant of learning what's happening across the globe. If you look at that more and more connected devices concept is coming, right? right. The medical devices are getting connected. More of the data that is getting export, exported and exchanged between businesses for the right purposes. And what are the risks with the patient healthcare information? In India, it's not so much. It's uh, coming in slowly with the IT Act and others. Government is uh, stipulating that. While I think, like Satish mentioned about other markets or other countries like in North America and Europe, they have been much more vocal about what they do with the data that has been collected about businesses, obviously about people. So there are, this is a vast area. There isn't a, a single guidance, obviously. You still continue to learn basics and continue to be upkeep with the things. And there are... A clear advancement uh, is clearly starting with the basics, then get to a deeper in uh, one, one, two, three uh, disciplines within cybersecurity. It's not a single cybersecurity, a word is single, right? But that the areas of the expertise needed and how deeper you can get in, that's humongous. The, there is, the opportunities are really huge. And how as an Accenture, we realized that as a couple of years back, we have an Accenture security as a business today. We have been started reporting in the market of revenues for Accenture Security. That itself be, makes a big statement about what we are seeing as a business. If as a firm like Accenture, we are investing in a business, obviously we see that there is a you know growth expected that is going to help and the way we want to work and we want to change how the world lives as well. So that's where I would see that the opportunity is really across the spectrum and opportunities for everyone who wants to get in and have an ability to learn. It's not only for the freshers. And good thing is that I think in India as well, we are seeing a, a shift change about some of the universities having a cybersecurity focused master degrees, which is actually pretty good to see the change, how the academia is coming and investing and learning through that why an industry need to be there. There are government focused initiatives, cybersecurity skill task force done by PM's office and led by the NASCOM to DSCI, Data Security Council of India. So there is a plenty of, I think there is a, a mode of academia is coming together. Obviously, uh, the businesses are coming together. Then the government is coming together. I think that, that itself should have given, given indication about where the world is heading towards with respect to cybersecurity skill needs. Right. Awesome. Thank, thanks for that background. And of course, uh, Satish, going back to a point which you mentioned earlier at the start, right? Where... We uh, call this, this whole space is something which uh, has evolved over time to accommodate so many disciplines. Uh, you don't have to be from this background already to evolve yourself into a, a skilled person in this space. And of course, uh, there are other regulations worldwide. There'll be more regulations here. So there's also a regulatory aspect of understanding what, uh, what kind of processes need to be followed to become a skilled person in this space. Uh, so last takeaways on uh, your recommendations on what people should look to to become a professional in this space. I would look at it this way. As an entry-level person, get your fundamentals right. Being a developer is still fashionable. It's still relevant. It's still important that you get your teeth 
into code. The difference is that you are differentiated and your premium if you can stand up and say honestly that you know how to design and build resilient, secure applications. That's one part of it. The other, if you're a mid-career person in any industry, there are 14 or 15 hot industries which we support, another 30 or 40 variants of it which have, which have potential. We're always on the lookout for people with a combination of technical and functional knowledge of that industry. They are the ones who know the nuts and bolts of how commerce is done in that space. They are the ones who are best suited to superimpose a threat model on a product and say, these are the most vulnerable parts of this product or this service. And that Mm -hmm. is what helps us protect our client. Right, So there are many ways of getting into a career in security. I just described two broad paths. Right. And thank you so much, gentlemen, for that background. I think this really uh, opens up what we can do in this space and, of course, the careers to come in the future. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Satish and Muthu. This was an inspiring conversation. I think understanding uh, exactly how this world operates and how uh, very interesting and at the same time challenging it is to work in the space of cybersecurity is very interesting. So I'm really glad that we had this conversation and of course, all the things that we uh, heard from our guest today. So I hope the listeners are able to take back something and of course, uh, find this as an interesting topic to keep uh, yourselves updated about. To all of you who are listening in, if you're excited about what we discussed here today and if you're interested in exploring careers with Accenture, check out the open positions at careers.accenture.com. On the next episode, we're talking Oracle. But until then, I'm your host, Shiladitya, on Tech Careers in the New, the podcast series presented by Accenture. Hello everyone, I'm Zane. I'm Avanti. And welcome back to a brand new season of Marvel's Lost and Found. A show on mental health and its stigma and we're kind of making it an open conversation. Pretty much, yeah. And we're really, really excited about this season because we have a number of guests on and we'll be talking about things like addiction. Grief. Children and mental health. Exactly, children and mental health. And our listeners have also written in yeah, this time. Yes, and, and thank- we have an episode dedicated to that. Yes, and guys, thank you so much for writing and we really, really appreciate it. And we're really excited for you to tune in on Tuesdays on the IVM website or app or wherever you get your podcasts from. And you can find Marbles Lost and Found on Facebook or you can find Marbles Lost and Found on Instagram as well. Uh, the handle being Marbles Podcast India. Can't wait for you to tune in. Thank you very much. See you guys soon. Advertising is dead. Yep, you heard me right. Advertising is dead. We're all in the content business now. Let's not call it news, TV, radio, etc, etc. It's all content and we're in the middle of this weirdly exciting phase where all the borders and lines that have been drawn over decades has been swept away by this lovely thing called the internet. We're a show where we don't dwell on just the stuff that is now, but rather the wider stuff about advertising, media, content and the whole goddamn circus surrounding it. Tune in every Tuesday for our weekly unboxing of the mystery box we used to call advertising. I'm Varun Dugirala, co-founder and content chief at The Glitch, and this is my new podcast, Advertising is Dead. Advertising is Dead.